0: You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Well, good morning. It's really good to see you all here today. Thank you for coming along today, coming through the snow. It's really, really good to see you here today you know it was great walking through the snow as I came into church today I I couldn't get out my couldn't get my car out it's a little Fiat Punto was never going to make it so I thought I'm just going to brave the weather and walk it and uh, it was really great pretty much all the shops were closed but it was quite interesting I noticed all the Indian shops were still open it's like my people never let me down like you know (laughs) where there's a dollar to be made I think they were selling loaves of bread for about 50 pound or something (laughs) But it was the only shops that I could see open. It was great to see just the streets lined with white. It was amazing. I haven't seen that. And I'm excited for Christmas. If if anyone's been excited for Christmas now because of the snow, put your hands up now. Come on. This must have got you going for Christmas. It's got me going. To be fair, since last week, I've been really, really excited for Christmas. Uh, Me and my wife, Doris, we got married this year. And uh, uh, last week, we put up our first Christmas tree. You can get a picture on there put up our, yeah, give us a round of applause. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> put up our first Christmas tree. It was really good. These are game changing moments in marriage when you've got your first Christmas tree. It's probably going to go back in the loft. It's going to be the same one we use now for about 20 years, probably. Um, it'll probably be the one that we use going forward, but it was great to do that. It's great to just celebrate the good things, isn't it? It's great to, re- to make moments and make memories. And anyway, it's, it's, um, Apart from that, it's my pleasure to bring the word of God for us today and uh, today I believe I'm carrying a word that has come primarily out of some of the things that I've experienced this year, some of the things that I've had to go through in my own life and uh, experience and the title of my message today is uh, Think About What You're Thinking About. Think about what you're thinking about. I'm going to read some verses from Philippians 4. So if you want to turn to Philippians 4 in your Bible, I'm just going to read two verses, verses 8 to 9. And just to give you a bit of context here, this is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. So the church in Philippi, just to let you know, is a church that Paul was encouraging at the time. Amazingly, at the time, Paul is in prison when he writes this letter. I still find that quite amazing as I keep reading Philippians. that He wrote this whilst in prison and he's encouraging the church in Philippi with regards to some of his instructions as how they should live In their lives, he's given some of his best wisdom. These are some of his best teachings that he's given to the church here in the first century world that they're living in. So I'm just going to read verses eight and nine. You can follow in your Bibles with me. And it simply says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure... Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is praiseworthy or excellent, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And this is the word of the Lord. And we can say thanks be to God. And I believe there's a word here for some people here today, that's going to encourage your hearts today, just as I speak a little bit about this. You know, I've come to realise, I don't know about if you've realised this as well, that the mind is a powerful gift from God. It is something which is really powerful. Scientists or doctors have studied the mind, but they would even, even they would have to admit that they've come to a place where there's only a limit as to where they can go, because the mind is such a complex thing. And whilst it is a powerful thing... I've also come to know that what I think about, what goes on in my mind can affect how I live. It can affect how I live my life. I can choose to give attention to certain thoughts or focus my thoughts on stuff that are good, but also I can focus my thoughts on things that are not so good. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? And in the process, if I'm thinking about bad things, for example, or difficult things or problems... They have the ability or they can sometimes take me away from what's important or sometimes from what's in, right in front of me at the time. Sometimes my thoughts can make me not live in the present, but sometimes in the unknown, sometimes not seeing what's in front of me. You know, it, is, it is amazing how easily our thinking can switch or our, our thoughts can switch. I, I do find that quite interesting. And, and Paul must have raised this for that reason because he probably wanted the church to know or make them aware that the mind can sometimes be a battlefield, it can be a place of battle. it can be a place of beauty and it can be a, a place of creativity, but it can also be a place where there's a battle going on. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Meaning that if we don't think about what's right, we can easily drift into thinking about what's wrong. Rather than thinking about good things, we can default to what is bad. But I believe church, and again, part of the I 'm going to share with you today about what I've been through this year. I believe that God can bring us to a place of freedom and liberation from negative thoughts and negative thought patterns, but we have to be intentional. Yes. I believe, though, that God can set us free from negative thinking. I believe he has the power to do that. You know, one of the common ways that we can get into negative thought patterns or be affected by negative thinking is through our circumstances, through our problems in life, through, through what we experience in life. But the key thing is how do we view those circumstances or those experiences in view of who our God is, in view of who he is? You know, the thing that I'm going to mention today quite often, because I think it's really important. I think it's key for us to grasp this if we're going to understand what, how important it is to um, guard our thinking and have actually intention about thinking what we're thinking about. Is I'm going to keep saying this, this phrase and it's this, focus on the possibility rather than the problem. Focus on the possibility rather than the problem. Let me illustrate this to you. you. see, if I take this pound coin, this is my pound coin, and let's say this pound coin represents my worries of money or money issues, worries of life in relation to finance. If I take this, and it's quite a small problem, but it still has value. It's still something that is real. It's happening If I take this and just keep on focusing on it, pretty soon this is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because all I'm doing is magnifying this. It's going to come to a point where it's not just there, it's coming here. And actually, pretty much, it's going to come so close because all I can do is think about this. Every time I think about money, every time I think about my money worries, my money issues, all I can see is money. And and I can't see what's in front of me. I can't see what's on the screen there. I can't see the possibility over the problem. See, what can happen is sometimes we can think about things so much that they get bigger in our mind. That actually we magnify them, we bring them right to the front, that's all we can think about. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? That we magnify issues, we magnify things that are happening in our lives. And therefore, we're not gonna stop thinking about it because that's all we're thinking about. That's all we've put our attention to. And pretty soon it's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. But the point is this, is that if we keep doing that, we can miss what God is trying to do. We can miss his ability, his possibility, what he can do. We can miss the fact that he says that he can provide for us, yeah. that actually he can deal with our money issues. He can help us with our issues of life. He can help us with our problems. But if we're so fixated on the problem, we're not gonna see past it. Yeah. All we're gonna see is the problem and not the possibility of what God can do. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. See, Abraham, I love reading about Abraham in the Bible. Abraham was a man that focused on the promise or the possibility rather than the problem. This is what it says in Romans 14, verses 18 to 21. I love these verses. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. And I love this. It says, yet. Why don't we all say yet? Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. What I love about that is despite the facts, despite the facts that Abraham had a problem, He had had an issue. His body was 100 years old. Sarah's womb was old. There was a real problem there. And Abraham faced the fact. But what I love is that he faced the fact in view of what God had promised. He didn't look at the fact. He didn't look at the issue and focus solely on that. But what he did, he saw it was an issue, but he decided, I believe, to choose to focus on what God could do, to focus on the promise. And he believed that God's power... Was greater, so he became a father of many. You know, he could have, if he wanted to, he could have gone into Google and he could have said, Chances of having a baby at 100 years old, and seen what come up, but he didn't. He could have decided to go, and, let, let, Let's have a look. What was God's promises, but let's actually look into it a little bit. Let's see if this is really going to happen. And then he could have looked at all these results come up and then gone, Actually, this isn't going to happen. He could have looked into it, he could have magnified the issue, but it, he didn't do that. He chose to believe in the promise. He chose to believe that his God is greater. He considered what God had said. And I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what is captivating your thinking. I'm sure that there are countless situations around the room here, but I want to encourage you to focus on the possibility rather than the problem. Focus on the possibility rather than the problem. Have faith in what God says. Have faith. Believe that he's going to come through for you, no matter what you're facing. Believe that in that financial situation, he'll bring a breakthrough. Believe that he can heal you if you had a bad report from the doctor. Believe that he's going to come through for you. Don't waver in unbelief, but believe in the possibility of what God can do. Hold, yes, I get it. There are problems. Hold that in view. I get it. They are real problems, but also hold in view how big your God is. Hold in view what he can do. Hold in view that he is amazing and that he will not leave you on your own. He will not leave you or forsake you. Believe that this difficult season can pass. See, as I said earlier, my aim is not to dismiss your problem because that's not right. We do face difficult issues in life. You may be facing one today, but I want to encourage you to see your problem differently in view of who your God is. Don't allow your thoughts to overwhelm you. You see, the key here is that we want to enter into everything that God has for us, don't we? We want to live our lives free. We want to live our lives knowing that I live my life believing what God had for me and I went for it. And I didn't hold back. I didn't allow my problems or my circumstances to hold me back. But actually, I decided to believe in the possibility of what God could do. You see, this year... I have had some amazing blessings, and i 've experienced some amazing things, as I said earlier, I, I got married at the beginning part of this year, and it was great. We had a great testimony, me and my wife about the wedding venue that we had. God came through for us in an amazing way. He, he showed to us that he was able you know, and then I was married and then enjoying married life, me and Doris are just setting up in our new home, all exciting, all great, all brilliant and the first six months of our year it was it was great, it was amazing you know I was Probably just, I was just so happy. Everyone looked at me, I was smiling all the time because I was just, I was loving life. And then these last five months or so, I probably have gone through the hardest season I've ever had to experience. And that's no exaggeration. I'm not actually exaggerating that. It has been both such a blessed year, but also probably the most toughest year I've ever had to experience in my whole life. And I've had to navigate between the promises of God, what God has promised me, the truth of what he has promised me around the negativity that was also surrounding me at the same time. And it hasn't been easy. It's been really difficult at times. My thought life, what I have been thinking has been tested to the max. I had to push through some of the most negative thoughts, negative voices, negative reports to the point of feeling overwhelmed. But church, I want to encourage you today. I really want you to be encouraged today by this because I believe we can all do this. We can all have this in our lives. I'm glad to say I'm still standing today because I'm choosing, I'm making an intentional choice to focus on the possibility and not the problem of what's going on around me. I'm deciding to believe that God can see me through. I'm glad to say I'm still standing because I'm choosing to believe that I'm not going to dwell all the time on what's going on in my life or or the negativity around me or the negative voices that can sometimes come into our minds. But I'm going to choose to believe God for his promises. And that's why I'm still standing today. That's why I believe that I'm still marching on, believing in God, being the person that he wants me to be. I'm learning to choose to think about what is right And focus my attention on what is important, even in the midst of difficulty. See, the danger is if we don't watch how we think, we can miss what God has for us. We can miss what God has for us because we're so overwhelmed with the problems. We're so overwhelmed with the difficulty. You know, it's interesting. After Abraham, we read of the children of Israel who then went into, who were set free um, from Egypt under the leadership of Moses. God set his people free. And then these are Abraham's descendants. And as they came out of Egypt, they should have entered into the promised land. The land that God had set aside from, the land that God had said, this is yours to go into. See, the flip side to not believing in the possibility and focusing on the problem is that you don't enter into everything you have that God has for you. And what happened was they didn't go into the land because they focused so much on the enemy that was there. They focused so much on, they even called them giants that were in that land and they never got to go in. That was a land of opportunity. It was a land filled with milk and honey, flowing with milk and honey. But instead for 40 years, they stayed in the wilderness playing around with manna when they should have been feasting on milk and honey. And the reason is, is because they put the problem before the possibility. They focused on the problem rather than the possibility. See how we think can determine ultimately where we end up. And just a few points from me that I believe that can help us on this journey as we look at how we can think about what we're thinking about and take the right perspective in view of our problems and our circumstances. And my my prayer is that you'll be blessed by this today, that your hearts will be encouraged. Maybe if you're in a situation today, that God would give you a different perspective. And I've got three points I want to share with you. And the first one is this. Firstly, focus on what's good. Focus on what's good. Going back to our original text, Paul says that we should think about a number of things. I'm just going to read them out to you again. He says this. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is praiseworthy or excellent, think about such things. And what he's simply saying is just focus on good things. Focus on good things that are happening. Rather than magnifying the bad, rather than seeing or considering what's wrong, why not focus on what's good? Why not believe in what's good? Why not have that in your mind rather than the bad things that can sometimes go along in your mind? You know, we can either be optimistic or pessimistic. We can look at a glass and go, oh, that's half full. Or we can say, oh, actually, it's half empty, depending on what your preference is. But I believe that having a negative outlook on life isn't part of God's plan for us I don't think that's what he wants for us is to have a negative outlook and we have to be careful about how we come across generally in our attitude you know are any of you here brave enough to put up your hands and say you know what I'm actually quite an analytical person I analyze things in detail do you like getting stuck in the detail that's it we've got one hand there you like getting stuck in the detail you know you'll, you'll scour you'll look around and see exactly what's going on whatever it is and you'll probably be able to find the error if there is one Yeah, maybe, yeah. You'll be able to find the error. I can sometimes be like that as well. Actually, put out your hands if you don't actually care about the detail at all. Okay. (laughs) You just go, yeah, whatever, it's okay, don't worry, but yeah. See, some people are a bit different. Well, just to let you know, Mark, um, you you can just sit back and relax then, because I'm not talking to you right now. (laughs) But sometimes, even I, I've realised that. I'm quite quite an analytical analytical person. I like to look in the detail of things. I like to see what's going on. But sometimes I can be quite fixated on what's wrong rather than focusing on what's good. Does that make sense? You know, try and find the error. You know, if you're an analytical person, it can be hard sometimes. You know, sometimes we can go into a restaurant and we'll have eaten there and someone will say to you, you know, oh, how was the food? Got, oh, the food was good, but the plates were ugly. But the decor was horrible. And we focus so much on that. But the truth is, the food was the main reason you'd gone there. But you chose to report back that, well, yeah, but the decor wasn't great, you know. How many people, the, when you say to them, oh, how was your beach holiday? Oh, it was great, but it was way too hot. <laughs> but you, you, you booked the holiday for the sun. You went on the beach. Yeah, but it's just too hot. So glad to get back. You know, we can. there's no pleasingness sometimes, is there? And we sometimes we just get fixated on the negativity. Firstly, to say, being analytical, it can be a good quality. I'm not saying it's not a good quality. It can be good. It's good to get involved in the detail. I get that. But I think there's a fine line between analytical and critical. There's a fine line between saying, yeah, I'm just analysing this. I'm just analysing this. But actually, are you criticising constantly? Are you coming across... Negatively to someone. You know, going back to what happened in the wilderness with our friends, the Israelites, in Numbers 13, it says, When the spies came back and reported on the land, I think we can learn some amazing things about their report, about their mindset, and about how they saw the promised land. I'm just going to read a section of scripture here for us. It says this it says, They came back to Moses, this is Numbers 13, uh, verses 26 to 29. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit, but the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. You see what happened there? This land, this land of opportunity, this land of fruitfulness was so amazing that God had given them. But rather than focusing on what was good, the fruit that they brought back, they jumped straight to the butt. And they describe the enemy in full detail. The fruit of the land, the fruit they brought back, it was pretty much skipped over. You'd think that they brought back a little plum and gone, oh yeah, this is the fruit. But by the way, um, the, the enemies are, are huge. they are giants in there. You know, when you go back and you read the well, a little bit earlier in Numbers 13, it, it explains what happened when they tore down the fruit. It actually says that they tore down the fruit, which was a cluster of grapes, and it had to be brought back on a pole between two men. That's a big cluster of grapes. I would have liked to have focused on the cluster of grapes. Like, excuse me, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I want more of that. You know, there's a land of opportunity there waiting for me. Excuse me, I want some of that. Imagine what could happen if we go into that land. Imagine the fruitfulness of that land. Surely we need to go and take this place. This place is going to be an amazing place for us. We could do amazing things. We could set up a winery. We could set up this, you know. It could have been such a great land of opportunity, but they missed it. They missed it because they focus too much on the problem. Church, I just want to encourage you today. Let's not miss the possibility. Let's not be so fixated on the bad, but let's be fixated on what is good and what God wants to give us. Even the author of these verses that I've just read at the beginning, the Apostle Paul. If there's anyone who had a reason to be negative, it was him. He writes these verses. I still find it amazing. He's writing these verses in prison. He's locked up in some dungeon. You know, He's not on a beach somewhere sipping a pina colada and he didn't just get a thought going, oh, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely. Oh, I've got this thought, servant, Let write this down for me, please. No, he's in some smelly, cold dungeon for being a Christian, for being a follower of Christ. Yet, he can still write these words and encourage the church in Philippi. Church, if Paul can do it, then we can do it. If we can have a positive outlook on situations, if he can have a positive outlook on situations, then we should too. We should be able to see the good in every situation that we're in. I know different situations are hard. I get that. But we should be able to see the good, that God is working things to to our good. Paul used his problem as an opportunity to bring good. He wanted them to see the good, even though the bad was so evident as to where he was. Church, if Paul can do this, we can do it. We need to focus on the possibility rather than the problem. You know, if you do have problems here today and things haven't worked out maybe today the way you thought they would, maybe there are some things that you're struggling with, I just want to encourage you, don't dwell on it too much. Don't let it hold you back. But like Abraham, believe that God can make a way. And Maybe God has made things happen that way for a reason. Maybe there's a reason why he's brought you to where you are. Maybe he's preparing you for something different. But don't focus so much and dwell so much on the bad. Remember remember Romans 8 verse 28. This is what it says. And we know that in all things, why don't we say all all things? In all things, God works for the good, for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Just this year when we've, me and Doris have been through some of the most amazing trials of this year, We made a decision at some point that we're going to celebrate what was good. It can be so hard. I mean, I even put that picture on there just to show you, you know, we decided we're going to make a big deal about little good things. And we're going to focus on them rather than give our attention to all the negativity that's been around us. You know, we had some good news in different places as well as being around so much bad news. And you know what we did? We just made a big deal about it. We made a big deal about the good things Doris got a new job that she was really praying for and we were both praying for. We prayed and God answered prayer and it was all in the middle of all this stuff that was going on around us. So you know what we did? We celebrated. We Went out for a meal. We made a big deal about it. We we told pretty much every WhatsApp group we could think of (laughs) because we wanted to say, you know what, this is good and we're going to celebrate the breakthroughs that God has given us. We're going to focus on what is good, not focus so much on what is bad around us. Focus on what is good. Secondly, speak out God's truth. Speak out God's truth. See, what you think or what goes on in your mind or how you think will be closely linked to what comes out of your mouth as well. If you struggle with what you think about, sometimes you've got to find a different confession. You've got to find a different confession rather than the negativity that's surrounding you. You've got to speak out the promises of God. You've got to focus on the possibility rather than the problem. You know, we can so easily talk our our way out of things, can't we? Believing that everything is negative and we talk our way out of situations or talk our way out of doing something. I think it was Stephen Furtick who said this. He said, sometimes you need to talk yourself into it. Sometimes you actually need to talk to yourself. Talk yourself into it. I don't mean talk to yourself down the street, which could make you look a bit crazy. But what I mean is internally... talk to yourself, speak to yourself, give yourself a new confession, a better confession to focus on. And in the midst of the difficult season that I've been, and I've had to be intentional about finding a different voice, about finding a different confession in the midst of negativity. There were seriously times when I was so overwhelmed with the negative thoughts and feelings that I was going through, negative perceptions, that I just couldn't see any way out of it because I'd allowed this voice, I'd allowed the negative vibes around me to speak louder. I'd allowed them to have the authority in a way at some point. and it's easily done. You know, the enemy will not hold back. He will try and discourage you by speaking things to you and keep you down. But you've got to silence that voice of the enemy. You've got to silence him. He's a liar. He will try and sell you lies. You can't talk defeat and expect victory. You can't talk defeat and expect victory. You've got to find a different voice rather than the voice which is vying for attention. You know, I had to tell myself something different so I started to confess his word. You know, in the battle of your mind, the word of God is so important. Knowing the word, remembering the word, speaking out his word, speaking out his truth. It is so essential in our lives. And at times I felt like it, was like it was like an army was surrounding me with all this stuff that I was having to deal with. It felt like it was just I was getting it from all angles, all these different things happening. And my thought life was at some mornings, it was all over the place. And I just felt like at times I didn't even have the energy to start the day. But church, I started to confess something different. I had to be intentional about it. I had to dig deep. And for a while, 2, Chron- 2 Chronicles 20 verses 15 to 17 became my confession. I'm going to read it to you. This became my daily confession. I I woke up, I said, I'm going to speak this out and I'm going to believe what it says. 2 Chronicles 20, verses 15 to 17 says this. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's tomorrow march down against them they will be climbing up by the pass of ziz and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of jeru you will not have to fight this battle take up your positions stand firm and see the deliverance the lord will give you judah and jerusalem do not be afraid do not be discouraged go out to face them tomorrow and the lord will be with you and you know i just had to make that my daily confession even when it was tough even when the negative thoughts kept coming i was like god i'm going to speak your word I'm going to find a different voice. I'm going to speak out your truth. I'm going to confess something different. I'm going to say, God, yeah, in the battle, you're going to be with me. In the battle, it's not going to overwhelm me because you will fight for me. You will see me be delivered from this mighty army, you know, this vast army that was surrounding me. God, you are with me in this. God, you're going to see me through. You know, I had to confess something different because if I didn't, these negative thoughts would have kept overwhelming me. But you've got to speak out God's truth. You've got to remember God's truth it was difficult it wasn't easy you now i encourage you bill hybels as well in his book simplify he um, he says that it's really important at times and at different seasons that you get yourself a life verse or you get yourself a verse for the season you're in so basically what he says is um, there are certain seasons where you just need to know certain verses in the bible and where they are and you need to just keep speaking them out you need to keep saying it you need to you need to look in the bible and pray over pray over them with god say god which verses do i need in this season which parts of your word do I need to focus my attention on? And he, he encouraged people to, in his church, he said, to just find a life verse. Find a verse which you go to, the go-to verse which reminds you of truth. That doesn't keep you kept in your negativity, but actually unlocks you from it. And I encourage you to do that as well. When you're overwhelmed, look at the word, speak out his word, speak out his truth. Find what verses, what verses that you know will speak to you and speak them out to yourself. I get it. There are problems. I get that. We're facing issues. I know they're difficult. But I want to encourage you, don't allow the problem to block out the voice of God. His word says that he is able. Speak out his word, his truth. You know, when you magnify him, when you magnify his word, you get a different perspective. I love the hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. We've even been speaking or praising today and singing about how Jesus is greater. I love the verses here in this hymn. It says this, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Magnify him. Fix your eyes upon him. Let him be the one that has your attention when you're going through adversity. You know, if we think about our problems too much, we can get anxious, we can, fear can spread, we can get worried about what's gonna happen. We can make things bigger than they are, but remember this, Jesus says in Matthew six, do not worry, do not worry about your life, do not worry about tomorrow, I've paraphrased that. But Jesus says to you, do not worry, so don't worry. Who are you going to listen to? you Are going to listen to the circumstances around you, whatever's going on around you? Or are you going to listen to the one that defeated death? To the saviour of the world? To the one that reigns? Are you going to listen to him and go, actually, Jesus, if you say, do not worry, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. I'm going to allow your voice to be the authority in my life. I'm going to allow your voice to speak louder than anything else that's speaking in my life. Think about his words. Let his voice, his Holy Spirit call the shots. And finally, as I come in to close today, take every thought captive. Take every thought captive. You know, when we listen to Jesus, we learn to take every thought captive. 2 Corinthians 10 verses four to five says this. It says, the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, when we take captive every thought, it means the actual connotation in that wording there is to actually spear something. To actually, to stop it in its tracks before it starts running riot in your mind. To actually take it captive to say, no, you're not going anywhere. The battle in the mind can mean going to battle sparing a thought before it runs anywhere else you know the enemy wants you to believe that the situation is going to get worse that it's worse than it is he'll make you amplify he'll make you exaggerate what's happening he'll make you think about it more but we need to take those thoughts captive before they get out of hand now you've probably done it before have you ever self-diagnosed yourself on the internet? (laughs) have you ever done that? seriously it's the amount of results that will come up will scare you and then you start thinking about things you could know, have a bit of a weird headache and you'll type into the i know what i'll do i'll type into google weird headache and then all the results will come up and you'll go oh gosh i remember my mom on my auntie side she had a weird headache once and uh, you know and and then i heard this and i heard that and then you start calling your auntie and you go Oh, what happened when you had that headache and the next thing you know you're planning your own funeral now I'm not diminishing those who have had bad reports from the doctors I'm not trying to say anything bad about that but I'm trying to say that sometimes your mind will run away with itself when it doesn't need to if you don't take your thoughts captive even if you have had a bad report from the doctor just to remind you this of this thinking about the worst will still not help you I get it what you may have received might not be good it's okay to face the facts but at the same time believe that your God is able And allow that thought to run through your mind. Can I just invite the band up as well? Now, as I said before, the battleground is in the mind and you need to spear those thoughts before they get out of hand. This is where those thought patterns can call the shots. See, the 10 spies didn't just get scared because the enemy was there. They got scared because they also made it worse than it was. They said that the enemy were like giants and that they looked like grasshoppers. Now that wasn't true, but they made it bigger than it was. And sometimes that's what, that's what can happen. We can make things bigger and then we don't get to enter into the opportunity. We don't get to take hold of the possibility that God has for us. We can so easily allow negative thought patterns to send us back into a place of fear. But we need to recognize when our mind is defaulting to that. See, worrying about things that have never happened is a waste of time and it can so restrict our lives but make a decision today that when that first thought comes allow the second thought that Abraham had to spare the first one the first thought was that he was a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was as good as dead but the second thought was that but God gave me a promise you can spare that thought with the second thought When the first thought comes think of the second thought that actually well God you say this and I'm going to take that thought captive into what you say Abraham faced the fact that his body was 100 years old, yet he believed God. He chose the possibility rather than the problem. And as I bring in to a close today, there may be some people here, maybe you're going through some situations. Maybe you're struggling with some problems today. And I just want to pray for you. I want to pray that today you're going to have a different confession I don't want to focus on the problem that you've got actually but I want you to focus on what is the new confession you're going to have today what are you going to speak out today which has been different from what you've been doing maybe over the last few weeks or the last few months that you're going to have a different confession why don't we all stand together If you're here today and you would say yeah there's, there's been some issues going on in my life but today I want to I have a different stance today, I want to speak out something different, I want to have a new confession today and speak out God's truth and take thought, every thought captive that has been so surrounding me or restricting me today if that's you today and you've say, yeah I'd like you to pray for me for that I'd like you to just raise your hand where you are now thank you, great great anyone else needs to raise their hand just raise it now that's great you can put your hands down now if you'd like to Lord we thank you God that even though our mind can be a battlefield Lord we thank you Lord that your word gives us truth that Jesus you are truth Lord and Lord today I just want to pray for my brothers and sisters over here today maybe there are going through some issues maybe they're going through some problems today Lord but today Lord we're choosing that we're not going to look at the problem but today we're going to look at the possibility and I pray today Lord where there is a problem Lord Lord would you focus their attention on the possibility I pray Lord would there be a new confession that they speak out today a new confession that they speak out over their lives today God Lord where the enemy has tried to discourage Lord we pray Lord today Lord that the enemy would run a mile because Lord every thought Lord that he's tried to plant Lord we're going to take it captive today in the name of Jesus and we're going to believe Lord what your word says Lord we're going to believe Lord that our thinking today Lord can be motivated and could be affected by what you say and only by your promises God so I pray today Lord where the problem has got big Lord we pray Lord would you get bigger Lord in our minds God Lord, would you, Lord, become so much bigger, Lord, so much greater, Lord, Lord where we've magnified the problem, Lord. Lord, I pray that would we speak out your truth today? Would we speak out, God, that you are able, that you are the God of the immeasurably more. That God, Lord, where there are mountains in our life, Lord, that those mountains will move today in the name of Jesus. That God, Lord, where there seems to be no way, we will believe, God, that you will make a way. God, where there needs to be healing in bodies, God, today, Lord, let us believe the confession of word, of your word, that you are a God who heals. Lord, where there are people who have financial restrictions or situations today, Lord, let us believe today the new confession that you are Jehovah Jireh. Lord, that you will provide, that you will see to it. And God, that a new confession will rise up in our hearts. A new voice will come up today, God. The voice of God, the voice of your Holy Spirit. So today, Lord, we pray, Lord, would you set us free from negative thinking? Liberate us today in Jesus' mighty name. with the power of your blood, with the power of your Holy Spirit set us free right now?